And we are live back. Another episode of Random Topics. This time, there's a Zoom meeting, my very first Zoom meeting ever, with my friend, Carlos Rios. Carlos Rios, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? Carlos Rios. Oh, I'm glad you're here. Man. Uh, Carlos Rios is 24 years old, correct? Actually, yeah, I turned uh, I turned 24 in three days. Nice. Almost forgot. Dang, your birthday's coming up, huh? Yeah. So he's 23, about to be 24. I kind of I can hear my voice echo, kind of. Oh really? Let me turn the Just let me bit. turn the volume down on my end. Yeah. Thank you. So Rios is 23, about to be 24. He is a veteran. I met him in the Marines. We met each other when we were about 19, right? Ish. Maybe. Also 18, actually. Maybe 18. For for you, for sure, 18, because you're yeah. younger. Uh, but you're you graduated class of 14. <laughs> you are yeah. you are from Bellflower. Yes, sir. You currently live in is it Paramount? Yeah. He currently lives in Paramount, and he is a homeowner. Yo, bro, don't be tossing my information out there. <laughs> yeah, he, the big, he, he's the biggest, that's his biggest flex right now, I think, is that he's a homeowner, which is um, super motivational and inspiring. Okay, Rios. The reason I wanted Rios on the show is because he is a very intricate thinker and intelligent man. And um, he is a friendly guy also. So, Rios, so go ahead and smack that random generator topic thing. Well, if I can get this shit to work, <laughs> that'd be nice. Let me, tar- let me try a different website. Uh, generate another random topic. Would you rather be homeless for a year or be in jail for a year? Damn, bro. I would be in jail. Really? I probably would rather be homeless. <laughs> you could get so much shit done in jail. Okay, yeah, I'd rather be homeless. So like, you can get swole as fuck. You can get access to the best drugs available, including steroids. You can get so fucking big. In jail? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I suppose it depends what jail you're in, right? Cause it, it would I guess. Be- like, if you're in prison, you could probably, you could probably uh, get some good drugs. But if you're, like, in county jail, eh, probably not. You'll probably be bored out of your mind. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're homeless, you can get a bunch of drugs. Huh? I think it'd probably be easier to get drugs if you're uh, homeless than if you're um, in jail. Well, like, what do what drugs do homeless people take? Heroin, crack. I mean, that's that's some bougie shit, man. <laughs> All right. Um, you don't think? Do you think there's any homeless guys on steroids out there? I mean, I haven't seen any any swole homeless guys. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's that one that's just beefed out of his fucking mind. Always angry. Yeah. Probably a motivational speaker somewhere that talks about success to young kids and then goes home in his little camper van. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting carried away with this one. Huh? I, I would rather be homeless because – um you're probably not going to get raped by another dude um you can travel wherever you want um 
there's programs that help out homeless and shit and then you're just homeless like when you're in jail that kind of messes with your record right? you know like wouldn't it be hard to get a job when you get out well like you don't have to do legal jobs you know if you already went to jail once so I suppose. but i mean it it does make it look bad though dude it would still be hard to get a job actually that's an just that's an interesting uh thing you bring up because um yeah like a lot of do a lot of those dudes that get convicted, you know, they they do their time and shit. Once they're out, they can't really do much because they have a record and people look at you bad if you have a record. Um even for things like weed, possession of weed, you know, it's a, that used to be a schedule uh it used to be a schedule one drug, I believe, which meant that the drug itself uh, had the potential to be, uh, what's, what's the word, abused and addictive. Right. So having that in your record would make it hard for you to get a job. So a lot of those guys end up staying uh, in the prison system. They would just go back to jail because they have nothing going on outside of it yeah like they, they don't have the opportunity to yeah better their life so they just go back to what they were doing yeah like you get fed you have somewhere to sleep you could even make money you can get an education in jail yeah um so you think it's a well yeah so you think it's a social problem then um so like yeah it's a social problem because if people can um what's the word uh, set up their lives again after getting out, then it would be a, a social problem, no? Well, kind of. It's more of a, yeah, kind of a social problem. Also, I guess just having a record alone just kind of stays with you for the rest of your life. And, um, like, I guess your family members, your friends, you know, if you happen to have any, they won't really care. You know, they'll accept you for who you are. But, um, you know, corporations, people that actually have influence, they're the ones that call the shots. So, I guess, kind of a social problem, kind of also a um, personal problem, a hierarchical problem. I don't know if that's the right term. Right. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, I guess, institutional, in a way. Uh, what was I going to say? So do you think it's fair that, that once they get out and they have a record, do you think uh, people who are in prison should have records? I mean, it, I think it depends on the crime, honestly, and what exactly your goals are. Because say, for example, you're like, like I'm, say, for example, you like kill somebody, right? But you get put in charge of, but you're applying for a job that, you're looking out for the welfare of others, like you're applying to be a health worker. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna work out too much. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you were saying it would depend on the severity of the crime, and also uh, dependent on what type of job they're pursuing. Yeah. Okay. So th there's a lot of gray area. So it's not it's not more or less like uh, records are bad or good. It just it should be uh, appropriate to whatever it is there. Whatever is a problem yeah. in their lives, I guess. Yeah, like for example, I mean, we can we unless you're like a terrible human being, I'm sure everyone can agree that rapists 
one of, if not the worst thing you could do to someone. Yeah. So I don't see someone coming back from that. Yeah. I'm... In any conceivable way. <laughs> um, yeah. But say, for example, you commit like a crime of passion, like you kill somebody because they did something that enraged you and you just black out and you do something like that. I think that can be forgiven. Uh, granted, you s seek the right treatments so that you don't end up killing somebody again or you're on meds. So like rehab, basically. Yeah. Although... I think that mental health does get stigmatized. Yeah, I mean, yeah for sure. Because if they find out that you're like on some sort of medication uh, for, you know, for some mental health issue you have, then they almost look at you a different way. Yeah. Well, do you think that, um, do you think that that should be something that's disclosed before getting a job that you should, that they should know? If like you know, if you take if you have like mental problems, that they should be aware of that. And I, I suppose it's dependent on the job, but just at, in general. I know some jobs have, especially government jobs, have like psyche bells. Um, whether you know they do anything or not, uh, doesn't really matter. But some jobs they do require those, um, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of difference in the end. Okay, so, so. Like in the like in the Marine Corps, you know, you've you've seen a lot of crazy ass dudes that all they want to do is just kill people. I'm sure you've met a few of those. Like, why did you join the Marine Corps to kill people? And they'll say that with a straight, straight fucking face too. And it's okay. Like, it's, no one will bat an eye. <laughs> yeah, no one will bat an eye. Everyone will be like, okay. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, I um, I have stories about that. Um, I have two ends to that story. So one, one I was there, and the other I wasn't. I'll say the one with that I wasn't. My friend Bearden was on duty in Kuwait, and um, on his duty post, there were two higher officials communicating with one another. I think one was an officer and one was enlisted, and they were both pretty high ranks. I don't remember the ranks. And yeah. they were just exchanging stories about when they killed people. and. Uh -huh my friend was telling me that they were talking like very nonchalantly and that that was just like ironic in a sense. Like he was just kind of like, wow, they're just talking about killing people <laughs> and like, it's okay. Um, so that's the first story. The second story, I was on ship. Um, there was a PFC. He was attached to an infantry unit, but he was, he was eating lunch, talking to his friend, talking about how, how much he just wanted to stab somebody with the bayonet. <laughs> he's like, I just want to stab him. I just want to fucking And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? It's funny because you say that in that in that context, nobody will bat an eye. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we're here for. Yeah, it's just normal. But to hear someone be so enthusiastic about it too, yeah, and still nobody batting an eye, like, is, is there something wrong with this guy? That That's kind of bizarre. Yeah, it's all dependent on, like, the setting, you know? So, I mean, that is the, the one place where it wouldn't be okay. So, but it was just kind of funny. It was like the one PFC low rank who just wants to kill somebody. And then it was like the two higher rank dudes talking about when they've killed somebody. Do you ever so, think about like the Marine Corps experience 
itself and how different it is from anything that your friends have ever experienced. Yeah, I think about that. Fever dream, dude. The thing is, I just forget. I just completely forget. I'm just living my life. Yeah. But then, I, but then when I when I start reminiscing, I'm like, Fuck. yeah, that was fucking weird. That was really <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, wait, like for example, my job right now. Absolutely, no one, no one, no one is on my ass. Absolutely, no one is on my ass whatsoever, at all. Compare that to the Marine Corps. Someone's on your ass all the time. So I think about that, yeah. When I'm working, I'm just like, wait, I could just I could just do whatever I want. I could just leave. <laughs> I could just I could come back. I could I could uh I think that's that's what's dangerous is that you're vulnerable to wasting half your day because no one's really telling you what to do. But then if you realize that then you'll you'll be productive. But that is dangerous because you could literally not do anything and no one's gonna be on your ass. Or it's like if you don't show up to work you, you don't get sent to jail <laughs> you know yeah. you don't uh there's no threat if, if you just decided i don't want to go to work anymore and just didn't there's no there, there's no getting pulled over for a traffic stop and seeing an arrest warrant for you like oh this guy didn't show up to work for um over 30 days let's send him to jail for a very long time yeah <clears throat> yeah so what else? I mean, people voluntarily do that. They're like, yeah, I'm down. And then they're okay with it, you know? So, yeah. You lose some of your rights, from what I know. And uh, I wish I was a little better at, like, really articulating what I find so weird about the Marine Corps. Because I guess it's just a combination of, yeah, you're kind of just stuck there with everybody else that is also stuck there, trying to make the best out of the situation. But among the people you're stuck with, some people just have it better than others. And depending on where you are in the totem pole, your life can just be completely controlled by anybody that has more rank than you. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. Like you'll see shit like dudes being forced to sweep, um, like the ground, while it's raining outside, just because. Just uh, my little power trips. Yeah, just for a little power trip. Like, I, I don't, like, it was so common to hear somebody getting just blasted in broad daylight by yeah. another person. Yeah. I, just uh, think about this. We, we had this conversation the day before, right? Like, you know, the proper greetings. Right, like how you have to walk by, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, in the military, when you walk by someone of higher rank than you, you um, you say good morning, good afternoon, uh, whatever the rank is. Or if they're an officer, you say, sir, uh, like good afternoon, sir. And then, you know, you got officers and staff NCOs who would just get mad at you if you just didn't acknowledge them. Like, where's my proper greeting? Yeah, you were telling me. You're Why like, didn't you say hi to me, bro? What the fuck, man? Hey, get over here. Insubordination. Why didn't you say hi to me? <laughs> yeah, we had a we had one guy show up to work late, about like ten minutes, and the platoon sergeant um, 
made us all like it's they slayed us quote unquote slay as they made us do all these workouts uh sprint up a hill fireman carries up the hill uh, buddy drags up the hill sprints stuff like that for some dude that showed up 10 minutes late to work and yeah that's how you know we had nothing to do that day because if we had something to do that day, we would have done that, but you know, they just found something to, to fill up the time. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. Not to mention that you always had that looming sense of, am I supposed to be doing something? And then if you're caught not doing something, despite the fact that there was nothing to do all day, someone would bitch at you for not doing anything. Yeah, you had to find something to do. Like, what, what do you want me to do? Like, what's there left? I've done everything. (laughs) Indirectly telling you to hide somewhere. (laughs) Like, all right, let me find a, let me find a container somewhere and smoke crack, I guess. Yeah. Just be as productive. That's not even mentioning all the weird shit that goes on in like the barracks and base housing. That's true. It's a weird, it's like a world. I feel like it's a, so it's a world within the world. The bigger world is the, the, um, the United States. And then within that is the military, which is, it's its own world and it's different. But I feel like, like that type of lifestyle is like, no one could really do that involuntarily. I feel like the only reason everyone's okay with living the way they're living is because they all chose to be there. And, you know, they have that, that like, thought of oh I'm doing this for my country I'm serving yada yada but that's just that lifestyle in general it's pretty bad pretty bad yeah some sort of like if it was just like a regular society that was functioning the way that does there would be like a huge like revolution (laughs) like a revolt yeah it's like it's oppressive as fuck (laughs) yes but everyone's okay with it because I'm serving my country. I'm also, here. everyone's a fucking degenerate too. You think about that? Like, you ever think about like all the weird shit that goes on in the barracks? Like literal orgies that go on in there? Yeah, I've never been a part of nothing like that. But okay. No, I mean neither. But like, <laughs> yeah. I know fucking people. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna mention names or anything. But there's like this platoon of people that. All married dudes, by the way. <laughs> there was this fucking party um, at this one dude's, uh, you know, base house, and uh, one of the guys went to the commissary to buy some to buy some beer. And the chick that was working at the cashier, she was like, "Oh, you guys are having a party," and like, "Oh yeah," like, "Damn, I wish I was," you know, "I wish I was having as much fun as you guys," and they're like, "Uh." did you want to go to our party? She's like, yeah, I get off at eight, so I'll go. And then she went, right? I don't know how, I don't know what escalated to this, but next thing I know is that I hear there's a video of like, not let, let's, let's just say a lot of these guys, they weren't like, you know, the muscular Marines. They were like a little on the BCP side, right? So there was a lot of cellulite in these videos. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, five guys on one chick, all married. (laughs) And it's, like, 
these are all coworkers too, which, which just makes, and this is normal. This is like shit that, you know, you tell Marines in active duty and they're like, Oh yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I don't have any stories like that, but that is, that's, that is bad. Man. That's pretty bad. Um, I'm pretty sure maybe I don't know if you would have at least one person you would know that knows about that story <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah it's a it's a small community and I mean dude COVID made me realize how much we are all connected because I was like that shit spread around the world pretty quick and I was like that means that we all had to have been within six feet of one another <laughs> at some point you know so not necessarily six feet, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, in order for that shit to spread the way it did, I have to know someone that knows someone that knows someone that's been around someone in China, or I have to know someone that's been in the proximity of someone else that's been in the proximity of someone, and you just continue that logic, and that goes all the way to China. I mean, yeah, yeah. So my point is, we're all connected in ways that we might not even realize. And so especially in, in a small community like the Marine Corps, yeah, pretty sure there's at least one dude I know that knows about that story. Yeah, so the spread of information, you could, you could actually compare it to like the spread of corona. Because you ever seen a growth chart? You know how it's... On effect where it starts off slow and escalates up? Yeah, or like even compound interest, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. You've okay. seen those kind of graphs. It's exponential growth. It's just like that. Like the amount of the rate at, at which something grows is proportional to that number itself. So if it's, if it's at like two, it'll grow to like four. But if it's at like four, it'll grow to, I don't know, like 16. Yeah. Oh, well, if it's doubling, that's double of four is eight, double of eight is 16. And then it just becomes a fucking wall. It shoots up high. Um, okay, yeah, the Marine Corps was terrible, and uh, we experienced that together. That's bad. You, Rios, I wanted to get into this um, just because I like talking about it with you because you're easy to talk to. But so, where are you on the spectrum politically? Are you do you lean right or do you lean left? And my assumption is you lean right. I'm on the autism spectrum. <laughs> um, so what does that mean? <laughs> it means I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, honestly, I I mean, I used when I was younger, I used to consider myself um, like more left leaning. I always find myself at any point in time when I got involved in politics when I started getting interested in it. I always found myself sort of in the middle of, um, of things because there are some things that uh, I would agree with with the Democrats, some things I would agree with the Republicans. I just thought that going all in on one side or the other is kind of dumb because you're never going to agree 100% with everything. Uh, yeah, with somebody's platform you know there's nuance with everything uh nowadays i would say i'm a little bit more right-leaning i think the biggest thing i changed my my stance on my stance on was uh 
gun control. Because before, I never really cared about it. Yeah. I was, you know, if states decided to enforce gun laws, you know, that's their choice. But nowadays, I'm actually pretty against it. Yeah. Um, so what was I going to say? Yeah, what I've noticed or what I've been recently thinking is that it kind of ties in with what you just said, how people, you can't really go all in on one side because there's there's things you're going to agree with and disagree with on both sides. So that makes sense. And what I was thinking was, well, ultimately determines what one person chooses between one side and another are deal breakers. And deal breakers are different for different people. Like, for example, for you, you could say your deal breaker was gun control, right? That's, that's like your deal breaker where it's like, I can't even vote that side because of gun control, right? For other people, it's like, let's say, for example, um, I had Ryan Perez on my last episode, two episodes ago, and he said gay marriage was a deal breaker, right? So that's what he was like, I'll never vote for anyone who's against gay marriage. That's a deal breaker for him. And for some people, it's like abortion. For others, it's like, I don't know. You get the point, but there's deal breakers. So it's like, what deal breaker is your deal breaker? You feel me? I don't know. I mean, it depends on a lot. Because I think it took a lot for me to say, like, it, it took a lot for me to say that I no longer feel like I'm left-leaning. Because I always felt that way. But um, I don't know. I feel like the Democratic Party has been doing a lot of making a lot of wrong decisions, like bad moves that just don't make any sense to me. Uh, so I don't know. Like, it would have to be a combination of things. I- I'm not a Republican either, you know. Um, but I think nowadays I say I kind of side with them more often than I do with the Democrats. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, one thing I did notice is that, like, the – what what was it, the uh, media outlets that if uh, if uh, event doesn't align with their I guess agenda then they word it differently yeah and how they would um, word something else right and so what I noticed was that like that's obviously not okay right there's obviously some sort of bias within certain media outlets and um, that's not okay but what I would say is that media outlets have their own biases within their political party, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they represent a political party. So it's like, it's like if you have a media source that says a bunch of dumb shit, right? And they side with a certain political party and you think that political party is wrong because of that media outlet, but that political party doesn't really have any associations with that media outlet, you feel me? So it's like you're judging a certain party off of a media outlet that isn't really affiliated with that political party, other than the fact that that's the party they lean towards. But it's not like there's politicians or congressmen controlling that media. You feel me? Um, maybe. I mean, there are, you know, big media outlets. Like, you know, you know the typical, like CNN, MSNBC, uh, Fox News even. A lot of those guys that sympathize with either one side or the other, you know, you, um, you have politicians that try to, you know, uh, make some sort of relationships with them because if they, if they sympathize with 
with their uh, agenda, then it, it just makes sense to keep that relationship strong so that they'll continue in, enforcing or endorsing your points of views. And so more, more people can see what your plans are. And uh, I don't know, because I, I'm seeing that, you know, with some of the bigger outlets like CNN, ABC, not, not Fox News, because Fox News is very conservative. Um, but I'm seeing the majority of news outlets sort of just bash one side completely and say nothing when, this, when their side does the same thing or you know, even worse. They almost amplify the bad things that this side does while not saying anything about what their side does, you know? Yeah, and you know what? Um, I think, like, the whole, like, two-party politics and how people, um, some people say that it's not good because it divides the country or whatever. I think it's a good thing because both sides, like, once you create two sides, then both sides are going to hold the other side accountable whenever they fuck up. Any little mistake, it's going to be amplified. So, like, with the, with the news outlets let's let's just use fox and cnn for example i think those are two examples in which uh, when their parties fuck up they won't even mention it um and they'll amplify each other's so it's kind of like one it's almost like they're working together to to keep all of our politicians in check even though they're completely not working together they're against each other it kind of gives us uh the citizen an opportunity to see what's actually going on on both sides you feel me? I see, I see how that could work in practice, but uh, I don't know if you know this, but they've, um, I, don't know who, I don't know who it was. It might have been Pew, Pew Research, but they said that uh, generally, like largely when it comes to, uh, you know, political leanings or people who identify as liberal, they tend to only look at media outlets that are liberal, while for conservatives, they look at conservative and liberal media outlets. Whereas like, and moderates, you know, they, they also look at a little bit of everything. But yeah, but what they found is that, yeah, for left leaning individuals, um, you know, liberals, they only see one side of the issue. So they're only getting information from one side, largely speaking. You know, I, I know that you you told me that you uh, look at both, and that's good. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm yeah yeah yeah. I don't, Where'd you get that information from again? I think it was Pew Research. Uh, I could look it up right now if you want me to. Uh, you're fine. Put the recording on pause. Yeah, I mean, I mean. You, I mean, I could believe that not necessarily because, because I think that liberals, um, not because I solely believe that liberals just watch one source of media, but because there's no, one, there's no such thing as a time. So when you have two sides, there's going to be one side that um, is going to view both outlets more than the other. So, that, I mean, I'm not like in disbelief or anything. But, um, dude, dude, I'm telling you, I try. I, I lean left. I watch both news media outlets just just cause, and that's like I could agree with some stuff on the other side, but 
dude, there's times where I watch it and it just, it feels like they're like trying to brainwash you. And it, it's almost like they can't brainwash me because I'm not the demographic they're targeting. See what I'm saying? But they're trying to brainwash like some sort of demographic. And I, I, you could probably argue that same point about CNN and I'd probably believe you. But just the fact that it's more like obvious to me when I watch it that it like it, it like bothers me but i'll still watch it but like it just like i'm just i shake my head probably like four or five times when tucker carlson's talking about whatever it is he's talking about so yeah yeah i don't i don't watch fox news all that much but i do watch some of tucker carlson's uh monologue videos on youtube well not so not his monologues more his uh when he debates with other people hmm. When he What's that? Tucker is like an asshole. When he debates, he's like a dick. Like I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like their cause. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think you know, if if you're gonna be a dick, you have to go about it. You know, you you actually have to know what you're talking about. I mean, sure, but you don't need to be a dick about it. You could, you could, like, structurally argue your point without being an asshole. Like, because as soon as you're an asshole, you're just going to offend what you're talking to. And it's really divisive, I'd, 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 I'd argue, when you're an asshole. Because then, it's like, I don't know. Dude, when I watch people... have to be when you're talking to politicians, though. Um, because they're really, good, they, they're really good at avoiding questions on both sides. Like yeah. they're really good. At, they're good. At, they're really good at answering questions in a way that doesn't answer question, doesn't ask, answer the actual question, but it sounds like they're saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's frustrating when, you know, you have you have your own demographic, and you have someone from the other side, uh, you know, debating you on your platform. So you're trying to get a perspective from them and what they typically do is they have like gotcha questions like oh why did you do this then you know they ask loaded questions and whatnot sometimes sometimes it's appropriate usually it's not uh but yeah like you're, you're trying to get you know an answer from these people for for this thing that you clearly disagree with and it's frustrating when they don't give uh you know, a clear answer to why they do the things they do. Well, yeah, dude, that's, that's actually really frustrating. Yeah. But I, I feel like, well, there's, there's a reason, you know, I mean, I feel like they're afraid to, they're afraid to lose their uh, supporters if they're straight up with what they're saying. They, oh yeah. That's, that's straight up what it's about. Uh, you just want votes, man. Like they don't, they don't care about the individual. Um, yeah, I suppose so. I, I feel, I honestly believe that some do. Was that? I, I believe not, like that some of them actually do care. Like, I feel like Bernie Sanders actually cares. Um, I voted for that, for that guy. And that's usually like a controversial thing. You know, people don't really, some people don't like that. Like, that's like a hard thing. Like when I say I voted for Bernie, like it really like, changes the perspective of what people think of me so but i'm fine with that like i just i'm, I'm cool with being open about it politics is like super like it's like private 
people a lot of people are like don't like they keep it to themselves people are dumb people won't talk about politics same way they won't talk about religion same way they won't talk about their finances and that's how you end up with these problems because people are too like awkward to know how to navigate these situations conversations situations because they never had the conversations about them yeah like why do you think so many people like with finances for example why do you think so many people so many americans are terrible with their finances because nobody ever fucking talks about it same thing with politics nobody can ever agree nobody can ever come to some sort of consensus or compromise because they don't talk about it ever but another thing too is that like even if people do talk about it they don't know like how to convey their message without offending the person that they're talking to like i feel like that's a huge thing like when even when well, like this conversation we're having right now i don't think i'm offending you i don't think you're not offending me i'm not offended we're just talking but like there's people dude like you could have a valid point you could you could construct your argument so logically so constructive so like right in every way but like if you're an asshole like fuck you you know <laughs> like hey fuck that guy <laughs> so and i see those guys on youtube or on facebook all the time you'll scroll down and then you'll have like like this guy named charlie kirk he seems like a really smart guy um but what he does is he finds like you can tell he's thought about a certain topic really really well and he's loaded with exactly what he like he's loaded and then he finds someone on the street that's like not ready for these questions and then he debates them records them burns them uploads them hypes the people that think that way but then it's like it's it, it's almost like an unfair fight it's almost like if i if i train for a fight hella crazy and then i go out in the street find some random kid and then like i fight him like I just feel like it's it's unfair. And on top of that, he's an asshole about it. Like he and he said some valid points. Like when he was talking about abortion, he said a lot of valid shit. He was like, yeah, he's, he's right. You follow his logic, he's correct. But it's like, dude, you're an asshole. <laughs> you feel me? And but that, there's a point to that. Is that there is a point? You have to like you have to not be a dick. Like Rudy Giuliani, don't like that guy. I do not like that guy. Trump's personal attorney. I saw him talk today on TV. And he was talking about um, literally turn 9-11 into like a political issue. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Not the time right now. No, he just pissed me off. Like, I was like, are you serious? Like, yeah. But it like, I don't know how to explain it. Like if you, if you could convey your message without a, like throwing a punch, if that makes sense. And you, you'll actually like heal the, the divide that way. Then if you're just constantly like jabbing at the other side, the other side, claiming that they're wrong it's like dude no one likes to feel like they're wrong i'm going on a rant right now i don't know if you noticed <laughs> you, man. yeah politics do get people heated like that though it's not even the politics it's it's the the way they convey the message that's really yeah. like, taking me off it's not necessarily like dude we can all get along just don't be a fucking asshole <laughs> it was the golden rule treat others how you would like to be treated if that was actually being applied so many less problems in the world. Well, what if that guy just wants to be treated like an asshole? What if he wants to get treated like an asshole? Yeah. Well, like that's, what, that's you know, what if he has some weird like thing that he's into where he's just like, yeah, just treat me like an asshole. <laughs> well, he should find someone that's kinky like that. 
But I mean, yeah, sure. There's, there's always like the exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, like, don't be a fucking asshole. You'll like, you'll make a lot more friends that way. You'll influence people a lot more that way. than if you just fucking said, Hey, you're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. I'm right. Nope. Like that, like that whole approach is just retarded. Like, I'm sure here's the thing though. I'm sure. I'm sure people know that. Like the people you watch, you seen those videos. They know that. They they know you're not supposed to be an asshole. You know why they do it? It's for views. It's for ratings. People yeah. buy it. People buy tune in that shit. Like, oh, this guy's being an asshole. Oh, he burned uh, this idiot. You know, because they'll yeah. think they're like, oh, this person doesn't know what I know. Fucking idiot. Yeah, fucking dumbass. Like, I feel good about myself because I think like that guy. And that person thing is wrong. Huh. Like it's just it's like a maturity thing too. Like you could just add there's so many factors. And it just it does it does bother me. Yeah. Politico. Alright, so how about we delve into every topic that makes people feel uncomfortable? Uh well, I love talking about finances. <laughs> okay. It actually, makes, it actually makes my girlfriend uncomfortable when I talk about finances. Yeah, some, yeah, some of my friends, same way, man. Like, they like, it's just like, it's super cringy to them. Um, and I'm not even doing like, I'm not even doing great financially, but I'm holding my own. And I'm like navigating through life independently. Um, and yeah, I know some, some finances. I actually wrote some down a long time ago. And whoever's listening to this, this would be beneficial to you. All right, check us out. Ready? These are a couple um, points that I highlighted when I was like learning about money. The value of an investment is and always must be a function of the price you pay for it. Can you can you interpret that for me, Rios? What's your swing to it? So, is this alluding to uh, dollar cost averaging? Just any investment in general something along those lines so say for example you got an investment that um you buy at a particular price and then say it drops by half you can instead of selling at a loss you could continue buying into that because now you're buying it at a discount so the average dollar cost of that investment has decreased okay so like, say, say you buy a stock that costs a dollar it goes down to 50 cents so you buy that same stock that same amount same amount of shares at 50 cents now your dollar cost average of that stock is 75 cents so your break even point is now lower yeah so i mean you pretty much have it like right on the money it, it basically says a function of the price you pay for it so if you bought it for a dollar whatever point and then you end up buying buying again for 50 cents or 75 cents it's just a function of what you pay for it, right? So I guess a more simpler, more simple example would, let's just say a fucking, I don't know, let's just say a lump of gold. And mm-hmm. this lump of gold, the market value of this gold is, let's just say $500, right? So the value of what that investment is, is based on, on what you actually pay for that lump of gold. So the market value is 500, but if you pay, let's just say 350, then that's a really valuable investment because it's worth more than what you paid for. On yeah. the flip side, if you, if you overpay for the lump of gold, if, if it's just say you pay 700, yeah, you have a lump of gold and yeah, it's valuable, but I mean, 
what did you pay for it, right? So like the, the, the value to the investment is a function to what you pay for it. And I read that shit in a book and I wrote that shit down. Yeah, it's also a function of time too. In what way? Because you also have to take into consideration that while monetarily, like numerically, you're, the value of your investment has gone up, that might not necessarily mean that the value of it has gone up because you also have to consider over time the value of money decreases. Inflation. So say something that was worth 500 then, like 10 years ago, you have 550. Now that might not necessarily be a good thing. You're still at a net loss technically if you factor in. Like you made money, you technically lost money when you factor in inflation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So another shit I wrote down right here in the long run, no, 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 that's not it. It's uh, right, here, right here. The most basic possible definition of being on a fin- of a healthy financial path is generating more cash than you spend. So, yeah, if you make more than you spend, your your net worth goes up incrementally. If you spend more than you make, your net worth goes down. And it's obvious, like that's just obvious, right? But when when you say it out loud and when someone like hears it, it's like it brings to light, like, it's almost like they have a realization of like, oh, it's that simple. You know, all I have to do is not spend as much as I make and I'll be constantly be on a positive net worth path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, sense, but like, yeah. Time also. It's also a factor in there um, because time is also valuable. So depending on how much you value your time, if you spend time doing something that doesn't grant you return, doesn't have to be money. Could be, you know, could be education, uh, could be, you know, health. Yeah. Could, yeah. Could be health, whether mental or physical, could be anything, but as long as, you get a positive net return off of that, then yeah, that is a good investment. Yeah. And this is in regards to money and like health, positive stuff like that. Like, cause there's other people like, like when I said deal breakers earlier, there's other, there's people out there that they don't care about money. They care about more like, let's just say video games. And they're like, dude, if I, if I play video games all day, man, I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's whatever makes you happy, but like money is very fucking important. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You rule that um, up, unless you plan to live in some remote island and just live off the land, which that's very difficult nowadays. Dude, it's very hard. I think, dude. I'm like, fuck. Like, without society, how the fuck would I survive? Like, <laughs> you gotta hunt, kill, cook, and then it's like there might be some disease and some shit you're eating. Like, holy crap but now everything's like all i need to do is focus on making money and the money handles everything else water food showering um literally anything of 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 that so it's crazy crazy to think about you ever read the book uh into the wild 
No. What is it? Uh, it's about this guy, uh, Christopher McCandless, I think was his name. Uh, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an author that also wrote Into the Wind. Uh, you know, he, it's his own little autobiography. But Into the Wild was using excerpts from Christopher McCandless' journal um, and, you know, narrating over it. <clears throat> Essentially, uh, Christopher, Chris, Chris McCandless, right? I'm just going to call him Chris. He was a very bright young man with a, you know, with, with a future ahead of him, right? He was good in his studies, very talented young individual. And he just decided he had enough of society and he wanted to try to live off the grid. So, yeah, he did just that. He packed as minimal as possible, basically what you would see in the old cartoons where people have like a stick and a bag, you know? Yeah. He basically did that and went off on his own. Um, hitchhike, hitchhike along all over the country. Uh, you know, it wrote everything down on the journal. Eventually, he ended up uh, dying in Alaska because he got trapped there during a blizzard and he couldn't find his way out. He basically walked in circles. And he was he was doing that thing for about a year, maybe even less, maybe like eight months. But yeah, I mean, if a, if a dude like that can only make it for eight months, you know, makes you think, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I feel like that's the thing. Like, he... That, that's the thing. Here, this is, this is what's going on in my head. That's a dude like that with just being on his own, trying to survive. People in general, though, the way we think, it's just different. Like, we'll, we work together, right? He was alone. We work yeah. together, and we function with one another in order to survive. So I feel like, let's just say, like, some sort of, like, mass catastrophe happened and there's, there's only like there's the, the population gets fucking decreased to a small amount we're not going to be walking in a straight line like that guy until we die we're going to be working together like thinking and figuring shit out helping one another so i feel like that's probably a big factor is the fact that we help each other out yeah yeah but it's hard it's very hard. It's hard. Like, we will do it. Like if you want to have a society where you live off the grid, somebody's going to want to have access to those, um, those luxuries that you get from being on the grid. So you, you can't necessarily enforce that unless you plan to rule with some iron fist, you know? dictatorship i kind of it's kind of like that um what's that book called it's like the pig and the flying or something like that which one it's like a it's a book that they make you read in high school lord of the flies i think was it the giver no lord of the flies i think that's what it's called lord of the flies i don't think i've heard of that one um if you're down, let's read it together. Because in high school, I didn't read it, but like I, I pretty much got the plot line just off of like the teacher explaining it. But basically, I, it, it sounds like there's a bunch of kids that are thrown on an island, and they pretty much go through like a bunch of different political structures because they're trying to form their own like 
society kind of um and it's like trial and error and shit and like you get to see the you get to see how hectic it could get i guess just on trying to figure it out but i'm down to read it because when i'm when i was in high school i didn't fuck about books but i'm down to read that shit if you're down it gets sense i heard it's really interesting i heard like they like kill each other or something like that i don't remember the plot line thing is i don't like to read (laughs) well i don't like to read books okay i like i like reading um audio because right now i got like a lot of things i'm doing with you know i'm trying to get into real estate like you so it's gonna be very busy yes sir yes sir you are what's up and i still plan to you know at least finish this semester strong nice yes rios is plans to be a real estate agent so if you are in the bellflower area you won't need an agent and you will contact Rios. If you need to contact Rios, all you need to do is contact me. If you would like to contact me, you can hit me up on Instagram at, at exp. Nope. At Jacob exp realty. That's my Instagram. Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of random questions and you're going to answer them. Okay. Um, do you have any apps in your phone that you would recommend? Hmm. Uh, don't use my phone very often. I use Tiny Scanner uh, to take pictures of documents and scan them. Oh, Docus DocuScan. I think I have that one. Yeah, Tiny Scan. I use Robinhood app to track my investments yeah i use robin head as well what else uh and also binance it's like a cryptocurrency exchange uh i keep some money in there in the crypto market yeah you know. yeah i had it I, I still have it i still have binance Finance with a B. You still have money in crypto? No, I had it in I had it in this one crypto. I don't remember. I think it was O N L. And then okay. I pulled it out. I, I got I got I got over it. Um, but there's still money in that in that market for sure. Like you can still make good money. Oh yeah, you just gotta get lucky. <laughs> That's all it is. Literally. But it's or cool. just hold for a really long time because eventually it's going to go up. Yeah. Like oh, people yeah. are thinking Bitcoin's going to go up to 100,000 um, within the next 10 years. And honestly, I could see that happening, if not sooner. Yeah. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, deregulation, decentralization. You don't don't regulate Bitcoin. That makes the value go down. No, we gotta regulate Bitcoin because we need to know where it's going and blah blah blah. Debates, debates. All right, man. Do you have any questions for me, Rios? How's your day going? Yeah, <laughs> it's good, dude. I I went to work this morning. Um, I've been handing out door hangers. I do about like 70 houses a day. 
I did about 70 houses today. I just leave my door hanger on there. It's kind of like a long shot for clients. You know, hopefully they're looking to sell their home and at the same time I leave a door hanger or hopefully they know someone who's looking to buy. Um, so I'll do that. I also called, there's this thing called just listed scripts where you'll call, you'll find an active listing in a neighborhood and you'll call around their neighbors and you'll let them know that there's a home for sale in the neighborhood. And um, you're asking them if they know anyone who's interested in buying. Um, so that's, that's another way of generating leads. And I did that today. Um, so then I came home, I ate tacos. I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, even though I probably shouldn't be doing that. And uh, now I'm talking to you. Yeah, very productive day. Yeah, I feel bad when I play video games, but I, I have fun, so. Hey, I'll drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if you, drink, if you drink vodka, you, like, must hate yourself. I don't hate myself, but, like, that's why I don't drink vodka anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't, I don't hate myself. So I stopped drinking vodka. I, I realize vodka is just horrible in every way. Like it kills your, not only does it kill your liver, it also just tastes awful. Yeah. Yeah, vodka, vodka will fuck you up. Like when I was, when I was younger, just starting to drink alcohol, I'd be like, fuck yeah, liquor me drunk quicker but now i'll enjoy a beer or a cider because i'm not trying to get fucking choiced anymore yeah i fucking i hate the hangovers man hangovers, Dude, I, hate hangovers. I drink i'll drink like two um things of wine and i'll feel like like a mini headache for the rest of the day yeah it's fucking terrible being old is old, man. It would be like that, though. Yeah. All right, buddy. So let's wrap up this podcast. But I want you to, is there anything that you would like to say? Because someone out there that we don't know is going to listen to us talk. Is there anything that you would like to say to them? Any life advice or anything? Absolutely anything you want. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, there's people like, Random people, bro. Ireland, Mexico, Germany. Not a bunch of them. You know, my podcast don't get a lot of plays, but there's there's some people that are out there. Uh, well, let's see. Let's see. Um, so, I am Im- immigrants from Peru, first generation immigrants. Um, I have my own house now. I bought with my parents. Um, paid off my car with my own money completely still in good condition. I see a bright future ahead of myself, you know, not to, not to toot my own horn. It's, it's just how I kind of, um, design my life to happen. And you, anybody can do it. Like you, whoever's listening, you could do it too. Um, I don't know whatever country you may live in Ireland, whatever, I don't know if you believe in the concept of the American dream, but it's real. It 100% is. You, you can make it. Perseverance, persistence, passion, dedication, commitment to what you want to do in life. Do it regardless of where you're at, where you're from. Work hard and so forth. 
And yeah. I'm sure Jacob being, you know, the, the investment guru he is, he'll talk about things like compound interest. You can literally, you can literally invest a hundred dollars per month of your own money. You don't have to put a whole lot and you'll retire with, you know, with a fairly decent pocket of change. Yes, sir. And I'm sure that's something you're going to discuss. In the- yeah, I'm not, I'm not an investment guru. I'm definitely not. But I've, I've read my share of books. Uh, Jacob knows everything. Like his, his <laughs> like if you see the size of an average human's brain and the size of Jacob's brain, it's like a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> that I, here's the thing. Here's my thing. I think that I'm, I don't think that I'm like, I'll put it like this. I said this shit to myself one time and it made sense to me. I was like, someone who's dumb that knows that they're dumb is not really all that dumb. Mm-mm. Yeah, and it, 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 it revolves around awareness. So it's like just the fact that you're, you're able to acknowledge where you're at, it says a lot about who you are. So I was like, dude, if you're dumb, you, you accept, not that you accept the fact that you're dumb, that you just recognize it. Then, dude, that dude's not that, that, that dumb because that, that takes a lot. That takes a smart – It's just a, you got to be a smart person to, to be able to see something like that. Um, so that was my first point. My second point um, in regards to, like, intelligence, intelligence, some of it's gifted, but I would say the vast majority of it is – dependent on work ethic and what you do to learn um whatever like it's like exercising you know like the more you exercise the better off you are physically yeah. the more you exercise your brain the more you're better off with your brain so, um but dude i'm not even like it's not like i took like you're you're really good at math you take like high level math i don't do that shit i'm literally just algebra um and i'm gonna take statistics but when I do learn that shit, I take it seriously and I really try to like understand it. And even with my other classes, say English, I really try to understand. Like it, it's not like I just understand it. I try to understand it. And um, just the more effort you put in, the better off you'll be mentally as anyone would. Yeah. So. Yeah, and everyone's different. Everyone's better at some things than others, you know? Yeah, but it should never discourage you of trying what you're bad at. Like if you're bad at something, don't tell yourself like, Oh, I'm just bad at it. No, you know, keep working at it and you'll get better. Yeah. Like you might not be fucking Michael Phelps, but I assure you if you swim all day and you really put in the effort and the grind to get good at it, you'll become a really, really good swimmer. Yeah. Maybe not Michael Phelps, but you'll be a really good fucking swimmer. So yeah. All right. So that's, that wraps it up. Um, hopefully everything we said was appropriate. You know, there's a couple cuss words here and there. I, I did swear a lot. I disclosed a couple couple uh, personal <laughs> information from Rio early on in the show. So if you guys want to stalk him, you're more than welcome. To. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Somebody's gonna bring torches to my place because I said something <laughs> they didn't like. They don't know where you live. I I literally, dude, my my audience is like pretty small. It's not big at all whatsoever. Watch, watch this come back. Like, ten years from now, you have like millions of viewers, and you got that one who's like, "Oh, I hate this guy." <laughs> oh, real school. <laughs> oh, 
Rios, yeah, this guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> Rios is Rios is a great guy. Okay, all right. So Thanks. I'm gonna end this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it all the way through, right? Um, and if you can leave a review, please leave a review. Preferably five stars. Apparently, the more reviews I get, the more likely this podcast shows up on other people's platforms. Um, so, if you like this podcast, share the love. You know, it's free. We don't charge anything. We just spend our time talking into some mics for you guys. So, yeah. Hey, make sure you follow at Jacob EXP Realty because he is the number one real estate agent in the entire fucking country. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's my Instagram. If you wanna, if you wanna, um, if you wanna DM me there, we're gonna have a conversation or whatever. I'm not famous, so it's not like I won't reply. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Any last words, real sure? Or where can they follow you or contact you? I know you got booted off of Facebook, but what? <laughs> where can they? Where can they? Uh, I, don't, I don't have an Instagram handle right now, so you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Okie dokie. Okay, goodbye, bye everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Peace out.